0: Welcome to the small business support group. It is now afternoon, obviously three seconds past the midday of uh, of twelve o'clock midday. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's how it is. The heat is getting to me, but it's fine because it's all going to go downhill from tomorrow. So it'd be all right. It'd be nice and cold. It'd be raining, back to normal. We have with us today. We have Andy Moore. Morning, Andy. Afternoon, sorry. Morning, everyone. And uh, Grant as well. How Judy. you Dee? He was, on, he was on a big call, but uh, got off it in the end, did we? That was all right, then? No Always nice to see you, happy smiley face. Uh, it's Joe73, everybody, which is fantastic. I- I'm just going to kick off with with something uh, which I want to talk about right at the top of the shop. Is a couple of people who have started a new business, uh, and they were on Midlands today last night. And so I want to give them a bit of a plug. Uh, they're local people. Uh, they're connected with uh, somebody we all know. Uh, so it's actually Guy Tomlinson and Jack Talbot. Uh, they have started up uh, a business, that they're 17 and 18-year-olds. Uh, they've started up a brand new business um, making uh, seats for kegs. Um, so what they're doing is getting old kegs and then putting uh, cushion seating on the top and uh, selling them to pubs to get that extra seating outside, which is going to be vital. So I'm going to show the clip from last night. From, uh, from Midlands Today, which is our local uh, local news show in the Midlands, basically. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a lovely piece because it's also connected with Seal Hill Brewery, who we all know very well.
1: Now, we've had a, a lot of bad news recently about the state of the economy and predictions about huge job losses. But here's a positive story about two teenagers who set up their own business to give pubs extra seating for beer gardens. Our correspondent, Peter Wilson, went to find out more.
2: Like all budding corporations, this business idea is starting out in a garage. Two young men, Jack Talbot, 17, and Guy Tomlinson, 18. They're both A-level business students who came up with a simple idea during lockdown.
0: We just kind of came up with the idea of the fact that pubs will want to increase their capacity outside. And uh, we were bored and wanted something
3: to do rather than just sit down and play video games. So we thought, why not just get us started? So we came up with an idea that maybe we could use the excess kegs to make into seats
2: so that pubs have extra capacity just in the summer in the gardens. Pubs own beer kegs. A local brewery has loaned the boys these. They're making the topper seats for the kegs at the family home in Eastcote near Sully Hull. There's an old phrase in business that a crisis is a danger but also an opportunity. And who knows, just how far this idea can go.
3: It's a tight window because the pubs are going <laughs> to open soon and this is when they want them. But we're going to try and get as many out as we can, make as much money as we can, we'll try to keep it going for as
2: long as we can until we go, both go to uni next year. But is it all being funded by the bank of mum and dad? Uh, the mums and dads are not funding it. That's another thing uh, we're very pleased about, that they, between them, have put up all the working capital the seats cost just 15 pounds and orders from pubs are coming in from as far away as yorkshire peter wilson bbc midlands today near sully Hull.
1: <laughs> can't hear you matt
0: sorry it okay. just saying massively on my screen your mic is muted i should i should look at the screen <laughs> um so, and that's a great story. That's a great story. What's coming good. on at the moment? And it's you uh, know what's
1: hilarious about that story. Yeah, go on. Guy was in my son's breastfeeding group.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's the the weird thing is Guy Tom, yeah, Guy Tomlinson is obviously yeah, because you know Sally Tomlinson, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's right. That's uh, that's who sent me the link this morning. So uh um mm-hmm. fabulous so if you want to get in touch with them uh, anybody who owns any pubs or restaurants then it's keg seats at aol.com also they're on facebook at keg seats as well and i've just said that they should be using my software uh to set up a little shop to sell the seats on the facebook panel as well so um I'm Matthew, but they just for a
3: startup loan well
0: they, they should, should. They, they could do but Short-up i don't think they, they've covered the um they've covered their overhead straight away but yes i suppose they could go for a, a startup loan it depends how much uh, they want to expand it before they get a uni oh, so a uh, two thousand pounds up to twenty-five
3: thousand pounds
0: well that's uh that sounds like a great idea if they want to expand it yeah. definitely i mean it's, obviously it's one of those garage setups isn't it it's like like What's the good it? uh that the, the it and the tech companies from the, the 70s yeah. and 80s starting up in the garage which is, uh, exactly which is brilliant. that's right it's fantastic, so um, so a little bit good news to start. So let's not bring it down today. <laughs> but Andy, you want to talk about four years since the referendum? Yes, I'm afraid so. It's four years on. A couple of days ago was actually the actual anniversary.
3: Um, believe it or not, four years, 2016, um, and obviously we're in the middle of a, a global pandemic, which has uh, no one, the likes of no one has ever seen. Um, and uh, some people would say that. The reason that the government's uh handling of the pandemic wasn't nowhere near as good as other countries um is because they were too obsessed and focused with brexit you know what's Boris is uh, saying let's get brexit done and i think that's about as far as the uh, the plan goes uh there is no plan there hasn't been a plan for four years there was no plan where we went into the referendum and as far as I'm concerned, and aware, and I look at it, the news every single day, there is no plan now apart from let's get Brexit done. Um, and as I said, there's no plan. What what people say? Well, what would you have done, Andy? Well, let me tell you what I would have done, and what we should be doing now because of the pandemic has made it possible, uh, uh, made it well, not possible, has made it necessary. The economy is about to hit a brick wall. And all the uh, experts and the economists are saying that we will be hit harder than most other countries because of the government's handling of the crisis. So simple. I'm an entrepreneur. I've been in business for uh, well 31 years. I've been involved in hundreds of businesses, and uh, including 13 listed companies on the London Stock Exchange. Um, what I don't what I don't know about business isn't worth knowing. Um, the situation is we should invest in our industries not keep selling them just recently norton motorcycles a fabulous old brand of britain was sold to a foreign entity right for a measly 16 million pounds right another great british brand sold to johnny foreigner excuse me if that upset somebody that doesn't mean that i'm again i'm against foreign people it's a foreign entity which means it's not based in the uk which means it's another of our great brands leaving the uk or go into a country outside the UK to be manufactured, right? And eventually they all will leave. We've done this with the motor trade and motorcycles is part of the motor trade. Um, Yet we're paying out 14 billion a month for this crisis. And we are not, we are not actually investing in our industries. So 14 billion and measly 16 million would have bought you a motorcycle company for the country and the people of Britain. but no, we've decided to let somebody buy it from easily $16 million and it make, it's, makes no common sense. It's not economic sense. Because what happens is you, you have a thing called capital flight. I'll bore you for a moment with economics, which most politicians do not understand, and most people don't understand. Right? Economics, right? An economy, and we're going to be an independent country at the end of this year if Boris has his way, um, at, at whatever cost to the to the people and the country and the economy. Um, we will be an independent nation. But last year, we closed down a 160-year-old shipyard in Devon, in Appledore, that's been making ships for 160 years. It made the front parts of the hull of the two new aircraft carriers. But we closed it because the Conservative Party policy is a free market. They don't understand that we're in a global pandemic. All the old policies have been flushed down the toilet. They don't work. We've just heard, bringing it right up to date. Royal Mail have announced 2,000 job cuts. It's a scandal, absolute scandal. When online delivery is at the highest they've ever been in history, why are they doing it? Because it's a privatised company and they're after profits, right? When it was Royal Mail owned by the British people and the government, uh, well, the British people, not the government. When we owned it before we privatized it we'd have to worry about profits right but now they have to pander to shareholders and profits i'm sorry we need to suspend this type of activity and the government's gonna get tough and get some leadership boris johnson needs to become a leader not
0: a guy that just has sound bites is just going back to that royal mail section um yeah. I mean, isn't that just because, I mean, obviously they've got a network and logistics all set up already. Is that just mismanagement? Because It's management
1: jobs they've got rid of, though. It's management jobs. There's 9,700 managers in Royal Mail, and they've got rid of 2,000 management jobs. Now, my suspicion is, that, bearing in mind that the infrastructure is still based on the, the old school owned by the government infrastructure, they've probably just got rid of a load of managers they didn't need anyway. And that's where right. I think you know, um the free market, as Andy's just talking about, does work because we we both you can't on the one hand, Andy, say, let's knock the government and uh you know, because the politicians Sorry, are Andy, all I
3: don't agree with you. It's you're in a global pandemic, it's like a war. Churchill brought I mean, policies, right? We've well, got policies now to bring in we should be saving jobs. You cannot work on free market in this market. At the
1: moment, Royal Mail is competing against all of the PDPs, the Amazons. They're fighting against all of those. And the, the drop in post, like normal letters, has, has dropped massively. Royal Mail built its its whole business on the back of delivering letters. People don't send letters anymore. So why would you keep 2,000 jobs when people aren't Royal sending Mail letters?
3: privatised you for years now. It's not mm. the old infrastructure. I, can I used that. to
1: work for them. They used to be one of my clients. Yeah,
3: yeah, Right. But how long ago was that Grant?
1: 10 years ago is probably the last time I did a job for them. I went through the privatisation with them when they went through all of that It was an absolute fiasco. They rebranded and uh, changed their name from Royal Mail to, what was it? (laughs) can't remember now, but then they went back again. They spent millions on the rebrand, but I I was helping them with all of that rebranding. But, but what you've got to remember Andy, Royal Mail, I think is a bad example because I don't disagree with what you're saying in principle. But I think Royal Mail's a bad example because getting rid of 2000 management staff when you've got a business that's effectively um, the, the massive part of what the business was built on was delivering letters. So it's it's, just shrinking, it's right. shrinking on a We're daily a thousand basis.
3: basis. We've got 600,000 already unemployed extra through the pandemic. There's going to be millions others. We've got to the government's paying for the jobs anyway. Fourteen billion a, year, a month, right? It's crazy. You have got to bring in emergency powers to stop private companies doing this, right? Royal Mail, right, is going to make profit in 2020 to the tune of £340 million, right? It can afford these 2,000 jobs. And if they go out of work, who do you think is going to pay for them? The government and us, the taxpayer. We may as well keep them in work with the furlough scheme. Announcing job losses with a furlough scheme going to the end of October is scandalous, right? British Airways have done the same. Some other companies are doing the same. It is not necessary, and the government's got to get tough and become leaders in a wartime situation. Boris Johnson is not a leader like Churchill. Churchill was educated at the Royal Military Academy at Sandhurst. Three wars he fought in, and he started as a second lieutenant and finished as a lieutenant colonel. Right. Now, we've got Boris Johnson, journalist. I'm sorry. That's why they should all go to Sanders and learn leadership training. We have got to save jobs and the economy. You cannot think, oh, economics and all that. It's rubbish. It is all down the toilet. We are now in a wartime situation. We should be reinvesting in our industries all across the board. And any company that wants to to actually do business in Britain needs to start being British focused. Right. And looking after the country and the people, because if we don't, we won't have an economy. We may not have an economy anyway, because what's coming up, up, up the line here. Right. The, isn't, the, that what
1: Trump, isn't that what Trump did? Is, is he banged on about, you know, reinvesting in the country?
3: Yeah, and he did. Mm. And he did do
1: and that. Well, um, and, and is it work for him?
3: Actually, their economy has bounced back enormously, however, they've been hit by the pandemic now, which has obviously had a massive detrimental effect on their economy. Like have, you seen their, have,
1: you seen their, have you seen their deficit? Cause, no, no,
3: cause
1: they're, it, it they're, effectively, they're effectively
3: bankrupt. <laughs> we've printed 750 billion pounds. That's what we've printed so far, right? It doesn't matter about the deficit. You've got to. You,
1: we, we ought to ask Andy about that thing, that, the bond, that bond thing, Matt, because we, we didn't know what they'd done. What? So the government have said. Oh yes, yeah, gone then,
0: yeah.
1: In. So what was it they have said? The Bank of England announced they're injecting. Hundred billion. a One hundred billion in the form of bonds. Bonds. Yeah, it was. What the, is that, uh... is, is that quantitative easing? Because they're saying it's not, but it sounds like it to me. <laughs>
3: They bought the bonds. <laughs> Basically, all the what? countries, the EU, has been quantitative easing for decades.
0: But that's the banks buying the bonds, isn't it? That's that's how it yeah, works, isn't
3: it? The and they're also printing money.
0: The yeah. When to explain that, just just because obviously there may be some people. I mean, I'm I'm probably one of them. When they said that they're printing money, it, it, that that is quantitative easing, isn't it? Is that is that it, or is that yeah. just in, just but printing physical printing. money? They're not
3: physically printing money. They're probably getting to the master, 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 master computer and putting saying, "Right, let's add ten notes."
0: <laughs> oh right, well, okay. So They're just it's, it's, right. to do.
1: I, I never, I've never understood the economical, the economics of this because if you're the bank of a country and you have got the ability to literally say, "All right, then, there's another 100 billion. There you go. Yeah. Effectively printing money, which is where you know what quantitative easing is. Yeah. How does that? How does that work in terms of? Couldn't you just say, actually, we, we owe China thirty billion at the moment. Um, let's just print thirty billion. There you go, China. There you go. Uh, right. No, no more deficit.
3: Well, unfortunately, since Brexit, <laughs> right? Since Brexit,
1: not so a great
0: plan.
3: The pound exchange rate, the pound exchange rate has collapsed. Right. We're well, today. We're at one twenty-four to the US one eleven 111 to the euro. Before Brexit, right? We were nearly two dollars to the pound and we were at 145 to 150 to the euro, right? The problem is, is great plan, great plan. Only one problem. We import probably 60% of our goods, maybe more, right? There's 10,000 trucks coming through from Europe into the UK a day, right? 10,000 coming in with goods. So to have an economy working, it's simple. If you do not produce goods, not services, grants, not services, services where Margaret Thatcher put all the plans into the city, which was did work while we were part of a twenty-eight country trading block. We're now about to be an independent nation. We've got to make things an export, right? And we've got to get the balance of payments down, right? Because it's the wrong way at the moment for an independent nation. So we've got to reinvest in our industries. We've had the ex-chancellor just this week announcing what should be done to our the economy. But they've missed the point. Nowhere have they said we're going to have a sovereign investment fund that invests in British business, right? They're going to invest in infrastructure. They're going to invest in roads. But roads are no good to anybody if you're not making anything. Yes, you're building a road. You're building the HS2. But you've got to have businesses that produce things. Like we've got to make cars. But they've attacked the car industry for the last few years you know, and the motor industry, Honda leaving because of this this, uh, uh, unprecedented attack on the industry. The motor industry is the largest industrial sector in the UK. It employs circa 3 million jobs directly or indirectly, right? If you attack it, you're going to destroy the economy. And every motor manufacturer in the UK is foreign owned. We just sold the famous Morgan Motor Company uh, last year, to an Italian venture capital company? Where's the British venture capitalists who are going to come in and be patriotic and save Britain's economy? Where's the banks? Is there anybody out there, you know, who's got some some backbone to come in and say, I'm going to buy Norton motorcycles or I'm going to be a bank that backs the,
0: the entrepreneur that buys them? No. But I'm just, yet, I'm, Andy, I'm just yet, looking... Probably for a board, was for 16 million. I mean, I'm just looking, I've just typed in... British-owned businesses, manufactured businesses. Um, Yes, you're quite right. There isn't anything. Well, uh, GlaxoSmithKline is is British-owned, and that's fairly a major, uh, a fairly major pharmaceutical. Uh, There's uh, the Brompton bicycle. Yes, yes. Pims, Diageo is is British. That's a British-owned company. I think there's and a lot they, of they they aerospace own own
1: lot. and motorsport stuff that's British-owned. So a lot, yeah, lot of no, aerospace.
0: There is
3: motorsport. I mean, the only, the only true, still true British motor manufacturer is Aston Martin.
0: Yeah, there's the, there isn't um, McLaren. Now you see, McLaren. I didn't know. Just I didn't know Jewex was a British company. Yeah. I Never knew that. That was that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, there's nothing major building-wise is the that we are wise manufacturing wise you know we um, we had the
3: old i was an apprentice at gkn gkn was a massive multinational international engineer engineering group it's whittled down to very small now what about lucas is that still
0: uh uh, well as bae systems which is is the biggest manufacturing employer in britain yeah correct Twenty-four thousand employees that has yeah
3: yeah. and you've got rolls of course, you've got the big ones like British Aerospace, Rolls-Royce, you've got Babcock, but you know, let's give you an example. I've been I was watching a documentary just just this week um, about shipping, right? The British politicians allowed a free market to enter Great Britain, and our merchant shipping fleet whittled down from a third of the world to about a few percent. I don't know the exact figure, right? It's minuscule compared to what it was, and we hardly manufacture any ships anymore. And here's another one for you: the country that invented the tank doesn't make a tank anymore, right? The What's country, it make? It doesn't make tanks; we buy them in.
0: Oh, okay, right.
3: I, I've got,
1: a, I've got an idea. Let, let's get okay. my and time let time on. and his mate.
0: Hang on, go on. Let me the country
3: invented the nuclear power station has got the French and the Chinese building its next big one. What has gone
0: wrong? I think it's just a shift. It's always a shift. I always say it's always a shift.
3: Our politicians are not good enough. They've never run anything. A lot of them are career politicians, and they certainly haven't had any leadership and decision-making training unless they've been to Sanders or... They've had some other leadership training, like I did in the, in the West Midlands Police, which was fantastic, and Ford Motor Company.
0: Okay, right, stop there, Andy. Just be careful because they, uh, you, you've been on three times. You've mentioned you were the police three times now. So always remember what you've said. <laughs> always remember what you've said because people yeah. watch every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, sorry, Grand, do you wanted to did you want to make a point or other than eating a nut? <laughs> <laughs> Share, come on, share them out.
1: I, I've been—I've just had my 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 lunch delivered, you see. So it's um, oh, oh, okay. it's, it's tempting. It's just that it's just sat, it's just sat mean, there, really. t- teasing me. No, I mean you know, Andy's obviously very passionate about all of this, and um, you know what, one of the main reasons I don't get involved in politics is because of Andy. <laughs> 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 because you know how can you compete with that um, you know you've got to do what you do we're, we're small business owners aren't we and you know yeah. I, I um, my, my my kind of uh, patriotic um, sort of um, uh, what would you call it um, ethos is not that strong you know I, I'm a globalist I, you know I, I'm, I'm a believer in one big happy family and and free trade and and you know growth and all that kind I mean I do business all over the world um, you know i i'm proud to be english kind of but i'm not really that bothered um i, I want i want i want the world to su- to succeed not necessarily just uk um yeah. and and you know uh, but and i realize that is a massively long-term view but it's the reason i can't get too passionate about this sort of stuff because you my want, belief is that
3: economy in your country um
1: well I, like i say i'm, a, I'm more it's of a actually, globalist i i want
3: it affects you, me, every single person. I, I, I
1: know, I know it does. But be, uh, but the reason I don't get involved in these debates is because, the fundamentally, I am uh, I am not in agreement with the way the whole system works. <laughs> so, and you. Be, um, and you, you and I have had you and I have had this conversation many times, Andy. Yeah. You know where uh, you know politics and the way the whole thing works is, uh, in my belief, fundamentally flawed. Um, You know, uh, in fact, and people will hate me for this. um, If we could find a way to make a dictatorship work, I think it would be better. The trouble is that most dictators turn into evil power hungry. (laughs) Am I allowed to swear? Well, they do. You know, as proven and human nature is um, is such that 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 doesn't work either. But having a leader, if you had if you could have a leader that was accountable, that had a longer term view. My feeling is with politicians, the reason they are so useless, and I agree with you, they are, is because they get four years to try and make a difference. And to make, and, and their main agenda is, is actually to uh, get the next four years in power. They can't take a long-term view. And then the opposition's main agenda, and most journalists as well who drive me nuts, is just oh. to make, say the wrong thing and trip up so they can jump all over it so that they can get into power and make just as equally bad job of it.
0: The the no, woman no. the person who is really annoying me on the press at the moment is is cuz is it Kusberg? Kusenberg on the BBC the the, the woman uh, who's been doing the political Kusberger? Cus, Cus, something like that. I mean she, like that. I thought she was I mean she is a very intelligent woman. Um but <sighs> since since the pandemic started there is a real evil side to her and to a lot of other of the journalists are coming out, because it, it was—I mean, Grant is specifically right on this that, that they are trying to trip up and get a, a soundbite out of someone. It's just
1: ridiculous. And They are so rude. Yes, I mean, they, common courtesy goes out the window. I they, mean, I just don't understand why that is acceptable to be. You know so what? Do you know why?
0: I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you exactly why. I'll tell you exactly why this has gone down this route because of the way and it's their own fault over there, it's the way the journalists are speaking to Trump. Because Trump has been rude to them, so they're rude back, and that's sort of edged across the water to our side. And now our reporters and journalists are being rude to our politicians now. I know they have to ask difficult questions because they have to put the politician on the spot. I fully understand that, but there's a courteous way of doing it and they're not yeah, doing I it. I totally agree. I totally agree. They're not doing and, it. and also
1: the the, the, the questions are framed so that they, they want to get an answer. That is their agenda. Yeah. As opposed and and politicians are therefore forced into a corner where they have to not answer the question correctly uh, properly, because if they did answer it properly, it would give the opposition ammunition to shoot them down. The press would be all over them. there'd be front page news and they're on a they're on a, they are on they can not win. No. And, and, and this is a, and that's this is why I, it's just so that I don't get involved in it. I don't get involved in debates in it because the whole system is fundamentally flawed. you ca- how could a politician possibly do a decent job in that scenario um, and, and given that they haven't got long enough to actually make a difference um, and, the, and the opposition is disgusting as well, regardless of who's in opposition, whether it's yeah. lay, the way they behave in the commons, they're like a bunch of animals. The way they jeer and shout and be honestly, it's, it's, I find the whole thing so uncivilized, disrespectful, rude, and, and, and I just, I can't abide it. And, and that's why I, I don't get involved in politics. It's fundamentally flawed to the core.
0: No, you're exactly right. There was a, uh, the prime, the prime example of that, uh, I'll, I'll come back to you second, Andy. The prime example of that is the, uh, one of the briefings the, the the COVID briefings a few weeks back, uh, I, I don't think it was Cousinberg who was doing it. It Was somebody who was asking there, and the, Boris with the two professors, uh, the doctor and the professor, either side of him, and Boris was sort of saying, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring the professors and the doctors into a political debate here because they're not here for that. I, you know, they shouldn't speak for that question they asked. I can't remember what the question was, but then the follow up question was to the professor and doctors, and they said how do you feel not being able to speak uh, and answer the question if you if you feel like you can't speak nod your head or shake your head i mean that is the most ridiculous statement to I two people who are a professional and and um, and a, a professor and a doctor who have got nothing to do with politics absolutely disgusting i, I can't remember who it was but i'm disgusted sorry Andy, i inter- interrupted you You're coming back in there <laughs> no no i mean i mean it's it's
3: it, i mean I I, I, I get lots of messages about the the media and 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 there's a campaign to actually alienate the media. Do you know what I say to most people? I say, guys, let's not lose the plot here of what's going on. A minimum of 42,000 people very sadly have lost their lives. It could be as much as 66,000. We don't know the exact figure. I only believe the Office of National Statistics now about the excess deaths and the excess deaths are 66,000 to date. Very soon we will surpass the 70,000-odd civilians who were killed by the Nazis in World War II in the whole of six years of World War II, right? And that is a figure, whether you like it or not, you can argue all day long. That's the Office of National Statistics figures. Look them up yourself. Knock yourself out on it. The problem is everybody is now saying, oh, the media this and the media this. Get real, right? we may be fortunate that we haven't lost any loved ones or close friends but i know people that have yeah there are people who have died because of this pandemic and the fiasco that the government has handled and the no one in the government has said sorry president macron of france has publicly apologized to the nation
0: they have to be careful doing that though what? because they're sort of a, they're, they're sort of. A, you know, admitting that is that they've caused a problem and people have died, and they could be sued for that. There, I mean, there are, there are there are cases that are going for the courts now where the people yeah, are it. But, but,
3: but what I'm trying to say, to you, Boris Johnson, talked about it. He never even apologised in a recent briefing, and he should have apologised. The truth of the matter is, we have mishandled it because I. What, a what back- is he
0: apologising for, Andy? What's he apologising? for? Handling- the ppe crisis the they the they're in they're in a that. situation they're in a situation where they've never been before we've never they had this before
3: boris johnson's decision to disband the pandemic task force that was bu- bu- built up in the government as a, as a, a sub sort of cabinet
0: or committee right that was disbanded when boris took office did you know that uh, as it uh, is that well, obviously he didn't know covid was coming though did he no, but the panda. That well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure if you do, you would have left it in place.
3: No, correct, but that um, that committee has been in existence for years, okay. right? Yeah, and the problem is, let me explain to you why. Because Boris Johnson has no experience of leading. He's a journalist. He's never run a business. He's not an entrepreneur. Right, right, and that's it. And like many of the politicians. And that's why I'm launching my petition to oh. send all the ministers to Royal Military Academy at Sanders for basic officer training so they can lear- learn about making decisions, learn about leadership by an organisation that's been going for 200 years and trains officers from 100 a countries. I've got a better
1: idea. and Well, a, 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 well not a better idea, but a... Um, I agree with what you're saying there. I think I think officer training, you know, military training does teach you how to act under stress. It, it uh, you know, strengthens your mind. Um, I think there's lots of stuff that the military do. Well, it's obviously, some stuff that, that's not quite so good, but it, I think that's that's a really good idea. But wouldn't it be good if um, you had to be qualified, had to have a qualification in order to become a politician? Because at the I've moment re- I, I, presume- I can decide right now, right, I'm going to I'm going to be a politician. Let's do it. And I could put myself up. And, you know, if I get elected in by the people because I've spun it better than anybody else or spent more money on marketing or whatever it is, then I get elected in. So if you actually have to have a qualification and and somewhere like Sandhurst, and I think there'd probably be some other organisations that that would be good, that that actually would at least hire the bar a bit,
3: wouldn't it? because it's the only job in the country you can go apply for, you don't need any experience, any training, any qualifications, and you can become the Prime Minister and lead a country. That'd it's absolute like madness. It. Would you get on a plane where the pilot says, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking, just to let you know, uh, I've never flown an aircraft before today. I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> wish me all the best luck. <laughs> but we let a totally unqualified pilot...
0: I'll let the country. Okay, let's. We're running over. I like that analogy. The the that's there. the best one
3: we're, yet,
1: Andy. It's a good one. one. I
0: like that one. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yes, I would be leaving I quite quickly. Well, I, there's a question <laughs> that's come in. Um, uh, I actually, Darren said so. Some of the most qualified people I've dealt with are the most stupid people I've dealt with. Yeah, I've got to agree okay, with that one as
1: well, up, Darren. So- there's it's no, not a guarantee.
0: <laughs> no, he's a, he's a, no I know a lot of I stupid can people. We, just use, of uh, can I just <laughs>
3: also say there is still no substitute for experience?
0: Experience. Very good. Let's tick that one off the box. You said that one, under Grant. We've got a game now. Me and Grant now, we're just <laughs> yeah. ticking off the quotes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Andy, Andy quote.
3: Remember, <laughs> repetition builds reputation, matches. Yeah. I've,
1: I've got my other little tick box is how many times he mentions Churchill in one session. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes, that's true. Oh, no, he has? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he has? Okay. I remember saying to a, ve- a really clever friend, you are the cleverest person I know, but also the thickest. Yeah. Like, and, and you and, know what? And
3: and, we agree with you. We agree. Yeah.
0: There's
1: loads agree. of... There's loads of stupid geniuses and, and you know, and, and sometimes and, and it's like Trump. I see Trump as he's a stupid genius. He's one of those guys, you know, you're not telling me. I mean, it, it, pretty much everybody will, will agree that Trump has some proper stupid moments. <laughs> there's no way you get to Trump. be the most powerful man in the world yeah. and, and be stupid completely. You know, he's he, he, it just doesn't happen. He's not got there by luck. Um, you know we we can guarantee that, but he's quite clearly absolutely clueless sometimes
0: isn't it weird that that, that that whoever's obviously the people who vote for him and and voted him in and support him rarely speak if they can um for for, for, for the loss of teeth but uh the, anybody <laughs> you see on television you know stars or or journalists or anything, everybody hates him Everybody, how the hell did he get in? But it's that obviously there's that quarter in America, that small section who just don't go on television uh, and 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 just voted for him. So I, you know, but is it? I like him. I think he speaks what he. He, he comes in here and it goes straight out, and that's the way he works. And sometimes that's a bit of a fret, breath, breath of fresh air rather than having everything planned. He's certainly personally...
3: good for humour anyway in comedy.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> it has it has filled all the late night show talk talk show yeah. hosts and uh, oh, comedians with all the. Course.
3: The clip when the uh, journalist was asking about the Chinese virus.
0: Why you call it the Chinese virus? Well, careful here, Andy. Yes,
3: uh, it, 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 the journalist was, it's there, it's on, it's on YouTube. Uh, it says, well, it's a virus from China. <laughs> <laughs> Fair
0: enough. It, it's simple. <laughs> right. Downs also said Trump is a bully. Oh, given a little one million loan to start his business and bullied his way to success. Okay, that's. Fortunately, uh, that is often the case. Oh, okay. So we've got down going on that one. So we'll, we'll, I think we're going to draw it to a close there, gentlemen. Uh, it has been <laughs> a different kind of show, and I'm actually enjoying it. I enjoyed <laughs> that show. That was great. We had a heated right, debate. We? see you. <laughs> no problem. We'll, uh, yes, Andy, thank you very much. And everybody at home and watching wherever you are or listening on podcasts, we will see you tomorrow at midday. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: See you, guys. Bye.